you are listening to the Gourmet Pens Club podcast. This is a collective of creators and callings that bring us together. Here are your hosts, Aziza and Candice. Hello! Welcome to episode 13 of this jamboree. I am one of your hosts, Aziza, aka Gourmet Pens, and here with me is your other host. Hello, I am Candice, aka Inks and Anchors, and I am the other host. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to tell you, we kind of rough this out. We just kind of wing this stuff. And in the outline... You shouldn't tell them that. (laughs) No. Well, I mean, we have a guide, right? But we we get excited and go down chit-chat rabbit holes. And in the guide, it says, Candice, introduce yourself. And she's like, what am I supposed to do with this? (laughs) (laughs) No, I just said, I like how you have all the words from your part (laughs) and nothing from our part. (laughs) Mine's all fleshed out. Detailed and has things like jamboree, and hers is introduce self. But you have done a beautiful job. Thank you. You're welcome. So, shall we hang Just out? Go for it. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot. Let's, Let's hang, hang out. out. Oh my gosh. I don't know how I function. I bet. <laughs> I barely make it. Well, every time we do an episode, I say, Candace, we're not going to do new acquisitions because it's embarrassing and I don't want to draw attention to this. And then the first thing I put in is new acquisitions. And the problem is because we keep acquiring stuff. So but to be clear, we also sell stuff. So just, yes. you know, let it be known that we're not just crazy. Not that there's, no, hey, there's nothing wrong with obviously acquiring stuff, but just you we're, know, for- we try to keep a reasonable amount of pens for our own satisfaction, right? Like, that's right. That's our so goal. that we're comfortable. Yeah. I so think Aziza, this is, yeah. What did you get? Okay. So I got two Schaefer's and they are vintage Schaefer's from Stacy at Paper Wants a Pen and he is on Instagram. And I have wanted a Schaefer with a lifetime nib. So that is one of the kinds of nibs they used to make. What is a lifetime nib? It's just, it's a gold nib and it says Schaefer lifetime on it. <laughs> and it's um one of the, like the conical shaped nibs, like with the, that is integrated into the body. So is that similar to that Shown Design? design? Actually, in my Shown Design Monarch video, I did show this or show my other Schaefer's because of the similarity. And the idea is that it's the Schaefer lifetime nib, so it's like a lifetime warranty, and Schaefer's still around. So I'm it's curious. A good warranty. <laughs> I'm curious if anything will ever need to be done. But the first pen that I'm talking about with the uh, lifetime nib is in 1947 Gray Pearl Schaefer Triumph Sentinel Deluxe Vacuum Filler. <laughs> it is a mouthful. Considering the nib is still going strong since 1947, I think I'll be good to go for a while. And the other one that I have been eyeing is uh, Schaefer in the ebonized pearl finish. And it's funny because our producer Chi had one a while ago. And once again, she started the trend and reminded me that I wanted one of these because it's sort of like it's got like flakes of abalone pieces. So it's abalone-esque. Very small, cute pen, and it is a balance admiral. This one has a feather touch nib, which is just just light and cute. And I don't know enough about sh- vintage Schaefer's to talk about it, but I'm very excited about both of them. And I'm not sure what to ink them with yet. So I haven't inked them. It's... They're both 
very, very pretty, but you got to ink them. Try out I, those nibs. I know. I'm looking forward to it. I just haven't done it yet. But I just want to give Stacy a huge thank you because he sent this fantastic package with goodies and postcards, stickers and a pen wrap with all my stuff tucked in. So I'm really excited and honored to have his restored pieces. And, and But I'm dying to ink. You will be linking. Oh, absolutely. In the show notes. Yes. For viewers who, like myself, I'm not that familiar with the Schaefer's. Yeah. Um, and maybe in a separate podcast, we can talk about the different filling systems. Yours are different than others that you have. For sure. I also thought, the we, we mentioned the we mentioned the Schoen Design Monarch Nib. Do you want to just briefly kind of talk about <laughs> yeah. what, what that is? Because maybe for anyone who's know, unfamiliar yeah, with it, viewers, yeah. Listeners. <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> Thank God you can't um, view us. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to this. The Schoen Monarch is in-house titanium nib that Ian Schoen at Schoen Design has manufactured, created, and it is really cool. It has a very Waverly-esque type tipping shape, which means it just kind of goes up at the end a little for a, that writing experience smoothness. And it is shaped similarly to the conical like Schaefer nibs. It is really cool. I have a full video of it on YouTube, so we can link to that. But it is really interesting to see how it is being created out of titanium and all in one piece with like a he's using Ultim feeds. It's just a re- it's it's revolutionary to me that someone is doing this now for modern pens, Yovo number no. six compatible. I think that's really awesome. But we digress. We digress. I Which just is okay. To, yeah, I just wanted to make sure people were aware of yeah because some I'm of tossing, the terms that we're using like yeah. monarch. We're just tossing that out. As shown a, design. Shown. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> but I know you got pens. I did not get pens. Sorry, I got pen. one pen. I got a Mayfair pen and the model is called Naria, which is a pocket size pen, which I know that we've talked about this before, but it's a pocket size pen. Not only that, it's an eyedropper. And I typically don't like eyedroppers because I just don't need that much ink. I get bored with the ink before it's empty and I almost waste it sometimes because I just I'm done with it. Right. So I don't like to eyedropper. But also there are some issues I've found with eyedroppering certain pens, even though. So eyedroppering just means that the whole barrel is used as a receptacle for the ink. And so there's no cartridge, no converter. And you have to put silicone grease around the nib unit to make sure it doesn't leak out of the pen. And I have found in the past when I've eyedroppered, it just seems to burp all the time. Right. And not necessarily leak out, but just burp and sometimes blob when you're writing. So it just just splats out on the page. I don't know what it is with Ben's pens, Ben at Mayfair, but this model has never burped on me. And I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is, but I'm just, I think he designed the walls to be thicker on purpose. Possibly, yeah. So the whole idea is with the pen, the ink being cool and your hand being warm, the ink will expand yeah. and therefore burp onto the, into the nib. If you have a full barrel, then it's less likely to do it. But then, of course, I will never fill up the whole barrel because I will waste that ink. So I do only fill just partially. Well, that's uh, what you get for having fine nibs. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And anyway, his Naria model is a pocket size, like I said, and I just love it. I don't know what it is. I think it's because the barrels... The bodies are all made the, for research. They're all made out of a sparkly Stormwinds material, Stormwinds Blanks material. Mm-hmm. And when it's filled with the ink and it's sloshing around, the sparkles really shine oh, through. Yeah. In no other way would you get that other than eyedroppering it. Yeah, I agree. Her her materials that you have chosen, uh, which you'll tell us about in a second, but uh, it's like it ups the demonstrator factor 
Yes. I feel like like it just makes that sloshing so good. Yeah. So I will allow it. (laughs) You will allow allow it. What combination of materials did you pick? The body of this one is in a material called Cyclone. And the cap is in one of my favorite materials. It's called Papillon by Turn and Company. And it just looks like the butterfly wings. Papillon is French for butterfly. And the swirling of these colors just looks like in my, it, it kind of does remind me of uh, the monarch butterfly, but not in monarch colors. This is in right, right. gorgeous purple and a mint green and a sky blue and like a rosy pink. Yeah. It's so good. The funny thing is I had chosen a different barrel originally out of another Stormont's material called Cold-Blooded, which mm-hmm. I know you have a pen made out of Cold-Blooded, which is a fantastic. It really shows all the glitter, but it's all one color. Yeah. And while I love the material, I ended up in the meantime getting another pen made from that material. And I didn't want two pens out of the same material. So I just messaged Ben and he just happened to have this cyclone material. And as it turns out, he was so surprised once he turned it. He says, Candice, you're never going to believe it. But every single glitter in the barrel of this pen matches the colors of the cap. So it was... So that's a perfect pair. That's right. Anyway, I'm very, very happy. Right now I have it a Sailor 14 karat Zoom Architect nib. Oh my goodness. We're going to have to do an episode on nib grinds for sure. Yes. On nib grinds and... Like what are um, all these terms like Zoom Architect? Architect and also interchanging. Candace, how did you get that nib on that pen, right? Yes. Yep. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. She, please take notes. So you'll have to, you'll have to, (laughs) you'll have to join us for a future episode. Yeah. That means you should be listening along with us and coming along for these jamborees. Candice, I know as well that you have had this material before, right? The, the papillon. And that makes me think about, well, the fact that I had it as well. <laughs> and Not, I not only did you have it, you had that pen, which I purchased from you. Yes. Yes. And then you sold it. I don't know why. I don't know why I sold it too. But I think this is a good topic for us to discuss because you and I buy and sell a lot of pens. And sometimes people wonder what possesses us to sell a certain pen over another one. And when you and I had gotten together a little while ago, we had put out all of our pens on the table and kind of curated them. So maybe we should chat about that a little. What do you think? Sure. I I would love to do that. We touched on it a little bit last episode, I think, in how to buy a pen, right? Or how do you decide what pen to buy? So it's all kind of related, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So because you do the one in one out recently, yes, as of late, <laughs> not always, in theory, late. yes, potentially, um, possibly, and I ideally. think it's all part of the, you know, some people are in their infancy in pen collecting, and they just kind of buy, buy, buy and see something and they just don't really know. But I have sort of a few years in and then I just realized, okay, I know I don't like this type of pen. I like this type of pen. And so it's all about, for me, curating. And you have that overarching sort of, this is my collection and this is what I'm I'm going to focus on. Yeah. And like your type, right? That's right. And that helps me in my purchasing and in my selling. Although selling, obviously, if I've stuck to my purchasing guidelines, people are then wondering, well, if you've stuck to your purchasing guidelines, how do you end up with a pen that you might want to sell? Oh, and, that's a good point. Yeah. And it's, I forget 
sometimes, sadly, what pens I have in my collection or how similar a pen is to another pen that I have. Yes. Which so, which makes sense because then you're attracted to the same type to, of pen, yeah. right? And I remember just recently I bought something from Little Pen, not from Little Pen Designs. It was a, um, a used pen in the Galaxy Twist material. It was an in-house material that yeah. Little Pen Designs poured. And it was a purple and turquoise sparkly material. Beautiful. And I, right away I saw it. I just snapped it up. And then lo and behold, I realized I had a very similar pen. That one came with the Galaxy Twist came with a Lavender Splendor, I think, material by Pensmiths. It's this sort of mauvey, milky kind of mauvey color, which I really like with the sparkly glitter. And it turns out, as I said, I had another pen that was quite similar. I did post it and we'll link you to my post on Instagram, a picture of the two pens side by side. Which you then commented on that post saying, I remember this. They are completely different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they are different pens, but they were similar enough for me to say, I really don't need two of them. Yeah. And so I decided to sell. So that's one of the things I do is, and you actually, you were the one that taught me this because once we had all our pens out, all of them laying on a table. Yes. And, Slightly embarrassed. Well, and it was amazing to me because there was one pen that was, can't remember if it was a Leonardo and I was holding on to it for dear life. It was the Aranoid material and it was the Jasmine Lava Explosion. Yes, I remember that. And I remember both pens individually. I really wanted the materials. Yeah. I put them side by side and they were very similar in color. I mean, obviously different materials. Yeah. But similar. And the patterns were different, but the colors. Yeah, the patterns were were different, but the color was so close that I ended up saying I really didn't need the Jasmine Lava Explosion. Yeah. And I ended up selling it. Another factor that was that I thought about is the Jasmine Lava Explosion pen that I sold was in Butterknife Creations model called the Curvy Chameleon. Yes. Yeah. And it turns out that I don't love the curvy chameleon model right. as much as his bumpy chameleon. And so right. <laughs> that was, that was I think that was sort of the deciding factor in the end that I ended up selling it. But that that's very relevant to, as to how you decide which pen to sell. I've been doing the same thing of practicing this. <laughs> uh, I am not one in, one out, even though I kind of try to. It's a little more difficult for me because I have to keep some pens as like reference pens, size comparisons. But I don't really count those. Yeah, those are work pens, right? Like, (laughs) that's okay if I don't count those. But like from my true personal collection, I it's funny that I do the same thing. I keep buying the same colors of pens because I'm attracted to them. And there has been a time in the past where I have bought the exact same Franklin Kristoff, which was a (laughs) Model 03 in the Arctic ice finish. And I was like, uh, I came home and I was so excited. And then I was like, (laughs) oh, I have this exact pen already. (laughs) So it's good to um, reinforce that. Yeah, it means I really really liked it. But I find that I'm a little more harsh with deciding which pens to sell in that if I don't use it very often, it goes. No matter how pretty it is, it doesn't matter. It it goes if it's not used often enough. And as you know, or if you don't know, I tend to have like 80 pens inked. So if I'm not using it, it's just not making the cut, right? So it's time for it to go. So Aziza, <sighs> then have you ever regretted selling a pen? You know, I don't really think so. 
Because once it's gone, I, I forget about it, which is out of sight, out of mind. And there's never been something that has stayed with me where I thought, oh, I shouldn't have sold that or I, I kind of regret it. I think the only one that I almost hesitated with was my Omas Paragon in the Arco Bronze celluloid, which is super hyped, very expensive to buy it now. But when I bought it, it was still normal priced. And now that the Omas has been defunct for years, the desire to have the Arco celluloid is like everyone's clamoring for it. But it's a bit of FOMO as well. Like I think, I mean, it is absolutely beautiful. It's very warm. It's a very exquisite celluloid. But I was looking at it and I thought to myself, I'm keeping this pen because it's something that everybody wants, not because it's something that I want anymore. Yeah, that's... Isn't that interesting? I know, I know. It, you know, do you find, though, that you, you think that maybe because... And then one day I might regret selling it because maybe I will really want it because everyone else really wants it. Yes. And it's not because that was the thing that made me think, okay, I can let this go because I thought about the last time that I inked it and it had been a while, but I would keep opening my pen case, looking at it, thinking, oh, this is so pretty, but then closing my pen case again. And I don't want pens that I don't use. Okay. So it just makes no sense to me. So that was the only one where I hesitated a little, but purely for vanity reasons, because I'm like, oh, it's so pretty in pictures. Not, oh, I love writing with this pen. And it's fine. I know a lot of people keep pens because they are pretty in pictures yeah. and they're pretty to look at. and Which is totally fine if that's fine. your thing, right? right? Yeah. But I have to cull my collection or it'll get out of hand yeah. <laughs> because I keep buying them. What about you? It's, it's really funny because uh, the Papillon that yes. you sold to me, I, I don't even think you inked it. You you bought it. And so it was, was beautiful. It was beautiful. I think, you know, we ended up visiting um, Sean at London Pen Company, who yes. is kind of local to us. And we, um, it's a very dangerous outing. He's dangerous. His website is dangerous. I know. But yes. And so I think that was one of the purchases you made. And in the end, you said, okay, I really don't need all these pens. And yes, because I bought like five that day. (laughs) And so (laughs) I bought it from you and I loved the material. And what's really funny is I thought, you know what, I need to sell it because I guess I was in a panic one day. I just had too many pens and I thought I'm not using it. And I also have Midnight Oil, which is another turn pen company material that has very similar colors, but the Midnight Oil is kind of a darker pattern. But when the light shines on it, it reveals the colors. It's very, very pretty. And I thought, I don't, you convinced me. We held them up side by side (laughs) and you said, you don't need Papillon. And I said, okay, you're absolutely right. And I think I, so I sold it to a friend of ours, Erin. Hi, Erin. And literally I sold it to her and I don't think she'd paid me yet, but I changed my mind. And wow, what a tease. I know. And she was such a good friend. She said, you know, no worries. And she said, even if I had paid for it and Later on, you change your mind. I could have bought it back. She's so good of a friend. That's really sweet. I know. And as it turns out, you know, many, many months later, I ended up selling the Papillon for, again, for different reasons. And obviously, I didn't regret selling that particular pen. Yeah. But I guess I missed the material enough that this new one that I talked about earlier is in Papillon. And I'm very happy to have a little piece of the material. Yeah, yeah, a piece of papillon. A piece of papillon. But there was one that I did regret selling many, many months later. It's kind of a hilarious story because this was the Galaxy Storm. Do you remember that material? 
Aziza? Galaxy Storm. It's a pinky, purpley, sparkly material. And it kind of came out at the very beginning of the sparkly material kind of phase. This was before Storm Winds, before a ton of people. And I think it was Beartooth Woods that... Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Beartooth Woods had this material and it turned out that it was a mistake when they had poured the material or whoever poured the material. I don't know if Beartooth Woods is just a distributor and someone else poured it. I think it was... I think that's the case. But the person who poured it, it was a mistake. And four blanks came out and it was stunning. And I purchased one of those original OG Mm -hmm. materials and... I loved it. It was beautiful. And ever since then, the pourer, the blank pourer had been trying to replicate Mm -hmm. the recipe and came close, but not quite, you know, the same. So again, this was like your Omas. I had this material. It's pretty, but I wondered if I kept it because I knew it was one of the original pours and you can't get it anymore and what have you. Anyway, I ended up, I did sell it Mm -hmm. to a fellow Pens and Pints person, Vivian. And I don't know if you remember the story, but several months later in a panic, I thought, oh my God, I I really, really want this pen back. (laughs) And I I had- Sweet, dear Vivian. I had said this. I think like April of 2020, which is a month after lockdown. Yeah. Or May of 2020. It was enough so that when I reached out to her, she said, no problem. And and she was very, very sweet because I ended up just swapping another one of my custom pens. Yeah. Perfectly happy. She's so reasonable. Perfectly happy to just do a straight swap. Oh, that's awesome. Perfect. And it turns out that she said, except there's one little hitch. I have it in my office and I can't get into my office because <gasps> we're in lockdown and I was panicking. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's so stupid, right? Uh, but it turns out she she messaged me after. She says, oh, I managed to sneak in and, and I grabbed it. I had to get a few things and I grabbed it. So I have it. And I met up with her, you know, masked and everything. And we did the swap and I did do a post about it. Oh, my gosh. That's too funny. I know. Of course, I have sold it since then. But... <laughs> long did it last I enjoyed it it was a couple of years it was like maybe a year and a half and it turned out that I did love it but I also had very many right sparkly kind of pink pens and new blank makers came on board and and someone else another wonderful pen friend wanted it and we did a swap of or some kind of a an exchange she's now the proud owner of it so okay so you're completely nuts um (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just stating fact lovingly. But yes, of course, <laughs> uh, you're totally bonkers. And I love it. I that's hilarious. I love that you panicked when it was locked up in her office because you're like, <laughs> oh, my God, I need this pen now. <laughs> well, that's interesting. So if you swap a pen with someone else, that still doesn't fix your one in one out situation. That's right? right. That made it even better. To be clear, I would have purchased it back and, you know, dealt with the other pen. Yeah, de- <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's fair. There was another pen that I did regret selling. And I think it was the only other pen. Actually, it turns out that it wasn't the pen that I regretted. It was the nib. And this was a Sailor Fresca that I purchased from you. Ah, yes. It turns out that I actually, I would have been happy to keep the Fresca now in my collection because I do love that color blue. Yeah. Although at one point I just decided I prefer the Pro Gear, which is a flat top sailor. And yeah. the Fresco was a 1911, which is a cigar shaped pen. Right. And I'm not as fond of the cigar shapes as I am the flat top. So that was one way of me calming yeah. down my collection was to say, okay, all my 1911 
shaped cigar shaped sailors I was going to sell. Yeah. This was pretty early on in my collecting days. And I did not realize that you could take the nib out of a sailor pen and swap it around with other nibs. I think we should put a disclaimer and just say we don't recommend this because it does void warranties. It does void Uh, warranties. And of course, you are at risk of damaging the nib when you do that. Yes. I mean, not that we don't recommend it, but do so with caution and be aware. Yes, exactly. And (laughs) so have fun with your pens too. So... (laughs) Well, and you know this, Aziza, this extra fine nib that I'm yeah. sure you were saying, oh, here's a sucker. I can just unload this, unload <laughs> this, this extra fine. <laughs> it turns out to be one of the best nibs I ever wrote with, oh, ever wrote with, because it wasn't one of the modern hard extra fine nibs. Yeah. It was just an extra fine nib, which meant I that I don't it was, know how I ended up. I, I must have swapped nibs around too. Maybe, but it was fabulous. Anyway, but, so I didn't even think about how wonderful the nib was. I just wanted to get rid of the pen. Turns out that, of course, afterwards I realized, oh, crap, I should have just taken the nib out, swapped it around because I had done that since just to make sure I keep the nibs that I like on the sailors that I love. Mm -hmm. I did reach out to the buyer, which took me a while to figure out because I've sold so many pens who purchased this. I don't keep track of everyone that bought my pens Mm -hmm. or what they paid for it or anything. I just kind of, once it's gone, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said that she didn't have it anymore. And so it's gone. Oh, well, maybe you'll cross paths with it again one maybe. day. I am sad, but not completely sad because I do have wonderful fine nibs in yeah. my collection that, that I have used and enjoyed. So yeah. 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 So anyway, that's that's my sad story about <laughs> the sailor extra fine nib. <laughs> that is a bit sad, but I'm mostly still amused that you, I just can't get over your hilarity with sell no sell. <laughs> But I, all of this talk of like the right nib and the right pen and how it feels, especially because you brought up that Sailor Extra Fine and how it it just felt right for you. uh, This kind of makes me think that we should go into our very, very topical and appropriate. Um, hello. Welcome to this fantastical segment called the Babble Bomb. Here we have a willing and innocent soul try to pronounce to the best of their abilities the name of a pen company or like an ink or some related term in a foreign language to us. And so the idea here is for it to be fun and educational. So we learn the proper pronunciation after of, of a word, but also or the term, but also should we just learn something new in general. So today's word is a Japanese term. Here's how it's spelled. K-A-K-I-G-O-K-O-C-H-I. And I'm not even going to try. I know this is a term that probably most people haven't heard of yet, but we will explain what it means after we get someone to try it. I think it is very interesting and we haven't had many Japanese cultural words before. So here is a poor innocent soul <laughs> trying to pronounce that word. Kagikokuchi. Okay. Do you want to try again or you're okay with that? Kagikokuchi. Thank you, Joe, so much for doing that because I also would have butchered it. <laughs> Not saying that he did, but, you know, I would have gotten it wrong. So let's hear about the term, what it means and how to pronounce it. And we just want to thank Matthew for taking the time to do this. Just in case you don't know, Matthew is a superb nib grinder. He was trained by Nagahara in Japan and he travels to pen shows and sets up nib grinding. And th- actually, the last time we saw him was at the Scriptus Toronto pen show in October, which is completely irrelevant. But I'm just thinking about the fact that we saw him and had nibs done. So let's hear what he has to say. Hello. This is Matthew from Matthew's Nibworks, here to pronounce the words. 
The first word is kakigokochi. 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 And it means how the pen feels when it writes. So, Ziza, would you like to pronounce it? <laughs> Dang it. I was hoping I could just get in there. Okay, let me try. Let me try. Let me try. Okay. Kakigokochi. 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 It's, it's like a, it's almost a tongue twister because we're not used to enunciating in English that way. All the syllables. <laughs> yeah. Kake but it's beautiful. Kake. Thank you so much, Matthew. We that really is, that's a really it. fun one. I, I really enjoy this because it's really cool to learn about the, Japanese cultural words because we don't really have stuff like that in English. So obviously we're just not as cool. So, <laughs> so I think okay. that a wrap in terms of topics, topics. That we wanted to cover. I yeah. think maybe one thing I just wanted to mention is where are you going next weekend, Aziza? When we're when we're recording this episode, it is this it's the Sunday week before or the Saturday before <gasps> the Baltimore Washington International Pen Show. <laughs> <laughs> It's a really long name. It is also known as the Baltimore Pen Show. Yeah, the Baltimore Pen Show. Yes, it is actually the Baltimore Washington International Pen Show, not to be confused with the DC Pen Show, just in case anybody gets confused. And it is March 10th to the 12th. So I will be going there and I will not be teaching workshops. I'm just going for fun, which is very awesome. epic for me, which means I cannot buy anything. But of course, the danger is I'm not teaching, so I won't be as busy. To stop I look myself. forward to hearing about all your purchases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm a bit. Well, I am picking up a pen that I've already paid for. That doesn't count. Okay. Which is another shown design monarch nib, but with a broad tipping. Oh, I didn't so, realize he was doing different Yeah, the broad is new. Yes. And so it's for research. Of course. Obviously. And that's what I'm up to. So I will, you know, we'll, we'll report back after the show and I'll give you a little rundown of what went on. And uh, I guess I will sign off first since I'm the one yammering. So thank you all for listening and we hope you had fun. This is Aziza, a.k.a. Gourmet Pens, Gourmet Pen Shop and Gourmet Pens Club. <laughs> And this is Candice, a.k.a. Inks and Anchors on Instagram. And please, if you like this episode, please subscribe. Tell all your friends, your family to also like and subscribe. Share it on your Instagram stories. We would really appreciate it. Tell everyone. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Questions, comments, or suggestions? shoot us a message at gourmetpensclub at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, we got that buy really good. Well, we always get the buys, but not the let's hang out. I completely yeah, fucking let's hang out, man. <laughs> oh, no, you want to go because of the chaos. Well, I just put, aren't we talking about the thing? I, I just need to check in. On the chaos? Got I don't I, I don't care. They can bark now because we're not recording, Check right? in on the chaos. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I love your confusion. Just like I'm not, count to ten. I'm not gonna sing. I'm not falling for that again. <laughs> you know, I was looking at my pens the other day and I thought, there is no reason. Wait. I'm gonna repeat this when we're talking about this, but there's no reason I have to sell them. Okay, let's start. You do not. You do not. Okay. <laughs> let's start. Yeah, let's start. Yeah. Um,